Grab a cup of tea, let's chat. Hey, I'm Lisa, and welcome to In Pursuit. I'm all about creating conversation and sharing my ideas on the world, and that's what this platform is. This podcast is all about conversation and innovation and just reaching those hard-to-talk-about topics. I hope to present new ideas and just spark a curiosity in you. Also, I am a big lover of tea, so grab a cup of tea, let's chat. Hello everyone and welcome to the last week of season two. Um, today and Wednesday, the last episode, will be wrapping up season two and thank you so much for just joining me and coming along with me on this journey. It's been a lot of me talking and it won't be like this for a while, so I definitely enjoyed it and I hope you guys did too. But right now, I am just sitting in my bed. I have the twinkle lights on. I'm in my robe. I have a cup of tea and it's so just cozy and picturesque. So come and join me. You know, when you're just sitting on your bed and that's like the best conversations that you have with your friends you guys are just sitting down and talking and those are the best so come and join me i just decided to sit in bed today because i've been at my desk and at the dining table literally all day um three of my summer classes started today so since morning i've just been in my desk and i am tired of sitting there so i definitely wanted to change it up a little bit and it's different. I like it and it's just a good start to a good conversation. So I don't think I've ever said this before. Actually probably in like my 19 healthy habits episode. If you haven't listened to that one, I just shared some healthy habits I learned by the age 19 because that's what I am right now. But I am 19 years old and similarly to that episode, I will be sharing some things that I've learned. I am one month away from turning 20 and I'm so, so excited for it. I always say like, mom, I'm almost in my 20s and it just sounds so weird to say out loud. It's probably not that big of a deal, but I'm definitely looking forward to it and I thought it'd be fun to just share some things I've learned and the things I've done and also the things I want to do. So I definitely recognize that I'm not as grown up as I would like to believe and that 20 is probably not as old as it sounds, but I think it's just still so exciting and I'm excited to grow over this next decade and continue learning. And from what I've heard, you go through so many changes in your 20s and you learn so, so much. And so I'm just looking forward to a different decade and a different era in my life. I am blessed and excited to be ending this decade and to be starting another and I can't wait to see what the next 10 years brings me. So I'm just excited to try new things, succeed at some and fail at others. But all in all, I know it's going to be a great experience and can't believe I have one month left of being 19. But before I continue today's conversation, let's take a minute to hear from today's sponsor. I have been using Anchor to make this podcast and it's been so easy, so fun, and not to mention free. It has all the tools that you need, editing, messages, background music, all on the website and you can upload, edit, and distribute all in one place. Also, there's no minimum requirement to make money from your podcast and 
just all in all it's very easy and everything that you need is right on the website so download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and start your podcast today okay um starting with things i've done i think for being 19 and just being so young i've definitely seen and done and accomplished so much and it's definitely all because of my very supportive parents so i'm so grateful for them but i'm just grateful for my experiences and the ability to be able to experience so many different things at a young age i know that a lot of people look forward to doing stuff like this in their 30s and so i'm definitely grateful but the first and foremost thing that i wrote down was skydiving i can't remember if i've talked about this before um but this one is definitely the most daring in my opinion and it all started when I was 12. Um, when I was 12, my dad actually went skydiving and I was like, I want to go, I want to go. And they're like, no, honey, you have to be 18. And I was like, 18? Okay, bet. I'm coming back on my 18th birthday. And then on my 18th birthday, like all the six years coming, I planned like my 18th birthday. First of all, my birthday's on the 18th, so it's my golden birthday. So I was like, this will be the best thing ever to do for my golden birthday. Planned for it. Like, I was just looking forward to it for so long. So, actually, that summer, I had a lot of cousins over visiting from Kenya, and two of my cousins were like, girl, we are coming with you. Like, we're, we want to go skydiving, too. So, the three of us go, and then my dad was taking us, and then one other cousin, but she wasn't 18, so she was just there for moral support. And so, my two cousins go up first. They go on the plane, and then they come down. They're like, Lisa, that was amazing. You're going to love it. Da-da-da-da. We're so excited. We're so pumped. I'm, like, excited because, like, they went first. And we didn't really, like, think of who was going first. It just kind of happened to be that way. And the plane that I was going on only carried one person, I think. So, they went together. And then it's my turn to go up. We start going in the plane. It's me and the, like, instructor person who's coming down with me and then the pilot and we keep going up and up and as we're going higher I'm like you know this is a safe distance like I would be cool jumping from here and um, I like to think of myself as like this big daredevil which I think I mentioned in my worst fears episode but we just kept going higher and higher and I'm like yo we are pretty high up right now and he's like no we still have some more feet to go and so as we're approaching these last few thousand feet the plane starts showing some flashing sign like it's missing something i think the engine was heating up or something like that and the pilot's like we're gonna have to go back down it's not safe to fly the plane like this and then we start making our descent and of course i'm so super bummed because i was just looking forward to this for literally six years and my cousins already went down you know so i'm just kind of bummed and we get down and he's like we're gonna try to fix it we're gonna try to fix it but we don't know how long it's gonna take and so i go back i'm upset my dad's like how about we go get some lunch and then we wait and see if maybe they'll have fixed it and then as we're getting lunch like i'm kind of just not talking because i was really bummed out that things didn't go as planned and they call us and they're like hey we found another plane like you can come back and then I ended up skydiving, we ended up going to the 9,000 feet, 
and when he opened the door i kind of just looked down and held on to the pilot seat and he's like let go of the pilot seat i'm like i can't and he's like okay on three one and then he jumped and i was like oh my goodness but if you ever want to skydive like you free fall for 40 seconds maybe 50 and as soon as you realize that it's happening it's over and it's totally fine it's so much fun but no i would not do it again and then i have also been on a safari actually my first time going to kenya was in 2011 i was 10 turning 11 that summer and i went for six weeks it was such a blast just getting to meet all my family because that was the first time I went since I came to America. And then my family was like, we want to take Lisa here, we want to take Lisa here. So um, my cousins on my dad's side ended up taking me to Masai Mara, which is a safari in Kenya on the border with Tanzania. And we just stayed there for five days, maybe. And it was so fun. We stayed in like hotels, but looked like tents. They were tents on the outside, but really nice rooms on the inside, and I just got really close with that family and had so much fun. Of course, saw all the wild animals, um, but one thing I will not forget is that the van was driving on, like, the edge, edge, edge of, like, a mountainous area, so when you looked over and out the window, it was so scary and so steep, and that was just one part that really, whew, freaked me out but other than that it was so fun and it was really cool to just be so close to wildlife and it's something that I would definitely want to experience again and just in general I have kind of traveled a lot which again is very um in recognition with my parents and my parents have just always been so supportive of my dreams I've always said that I want to travel a lot and whenever there was an opportunity they always let me take it and so I've definitely seen some beautiful beautiful places and I think one of the first ones besides Kenya when I was 11 was Paris and Spain I almost said parents and France but France and Spain and it was a school trip after my freshman year so we just went to Paris and then Barcelona and Madrid and Zaragoza I think I said that correctly and it was just so fun because when we were, we started off in Paris, I want to say. No, we started off in Madrid and then we took the bus. Wow, I'm such a bad storyteller. We took the train down to Barcelona, which is where we passed through Zaragoza. Then we took a train up to Paris and ended the trip there. And it was just so fun. I was with like some of my really good friends from middle school and it was just a good trip. It was like very lighthearted. And then, of course, I was in my first few years of taking French. So once we were in Paris, it was so fun to just be able to practice a language that you studied. And actually, when I was starting off French, like in the eighth grade, everyone or most people were in Spanish. But I was like, I want to take French so that I can go to France one day. Little did I know that that day would come sooner than I expected and that is definitely one place that, again, I would love to go back, especially like with my mom. But out of the three places that we visited, I definitely think Barcelona was my favorite. And where we stayed, our hotel was just like downtown. I don't even know if it's called downtown, but it was like very central to the city. And then, of course, seeing like some of the scenes from the Cheetah Girls, I think I was fangirling a little bit, even though I was like 14. So that was just a very fun trip. 
And then in 2016, my brother and I were given the chance to go visit our family again in Kenya, but we stopped in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and visited some family there first. So it was just the two of us, but of course we had family on the other side. And we just got to spend a lot of time with them, see both Ethiopia and see Kenya more. And then last year, I went to the UK with my freshman year roommate, which was very fun. And one of my friends from one of my friends that I had growing up goes to school in the UK. So we were visiting her and it was really nice. And then my family in general, we've just seen a lot of like the United States. We've probably been to over half of the states and just growing up and even recently, like we go on a lot of road trips and we just take opportunities to see different places and different states. And I feel like for Africans, when you have friends in different areas, you don't have to pay for like lodging or food. So it's just like, if I can get myself there, I have a place to stay. And because of that, I guess that's why it's so easy to go many places. If you know someone, I think that's funny. But um, yeah, I feel like I've just seen a lot, been a lot of places, and I'm so grateful. And then I kind of mentioned on with my brother and I going to Ethiopia and Kenya by ourselves, but I've also traveled alone a little bit. Um, the first time that I think I was really by myself was when I was 13 or 14, and we, my aunt and my mom and I were going to a wedding in Texas, but they wanted to fly out Friday night, and I think I had a show choir competition that night, and I really, really wanted to go, so... They changed my ticket to Saturday morning, and then my dad took me to the airport, then I met them on the other side. So I've never actually traveled, like, a solo trip. Like, I planned the whole trip and stayed out by myself, but I've just kind of been on the plane by myself and, like, connected flights by myself. And starting when I was really little, like, 13, 14, that was probably the first time. And then, actually, that trip to the UK that I just mentioned with my roommate from freshman year... I actually ended up missing the flight on the way back and so she had made it on time and then I had to come back by myself and then I have also gone to Kenya and back by myself which was in December of 2019 and I like did the connection flights of course like I'm a little bit older now but I've definitely traveled by myself and I think it's fun and it's kind of just like you mind your business and you do your thing but the only thing is it can get a little bit lonely when you have layovers this time around when I was coming back from Kenya and going actually going I had like a 30 minute layover with, and it was really hectic trying to find my next flight my next gate because it was on the whole other side of this airport that's in a different language but coming back I had a seven hour layover in Germany and that was a bit more peaceful and relaxed and I just walked around the airport and sat and it was relaxing but definitely lonely. I have also tried surfing, actually. Um, keyword, tried. And the first time was junior year of high school. My family took a road trip to San Diego, which is about 10 hours drive from where we are in the Bay Area. And my brother and I tried to surf. Well, my brother succeeded, but I do not have that kind of upper body strength. And it was so hard to stand up on the board, and I just could not do it. And so I just left that day like, wow, I didn't even get to stand up once. And it was fun to learn, of course, but you definitely want to do what you see in the movies, do that pose, get that photo. Yeah, it just did not happen. And then I tried again a couple years later. My cousin and I took a trip to LA 
and he really wanted to do it and so he organized the whole thing and then once we got there of course again he could stand up on the board but I did not get to and even worse the board actually came back and hit me on one of the waves because I fell and then the wave came and the board came right smack on my head and that really hurt but would I try it again? I think so after I gained some upper body strength. Another thing that I have done is be consistent with a passion and of course that is this podcast. I'm very happy with just like ending the season and starting a new one and gaining some consistency in things that I'm doing and so I've really enjoyed it thus far and I definitely would love to keep going if you guys would like to stick along with me and I've also tried about every sport there is out there. Volleyball, tennis, soccer, basketball, lacrosse, track, literally name it, cheerleading, dance, name it, I have probably done it and I have been bad at every single one. Um, maybe lacrosse I was like okay at in high school but that's about it and I wish I was athletically gifted but I am just not. I have also had some of my not so best moments and I probably won't talk much about this it's definitely more personal but you know just some moments that like you're not proud of and you learn from and you move on but I've had those as well and I have failed if you are coming into college you're applying to college soon listen to this I was rejected from 13 universities 13 can you believe it so my senior year of high school I applied to 14 and I'm going to the one that I got into, which is University of Iowa. And I haven't said that out loud in a while, but yes, I have been rejected. I have failed and it's okay. I'm at a school that I think was meant to be. And in that, I have built self-confidence, um, just knowing what I'm capable of. I've shared stories on what advisors have told me, what teachers have told me, and just people around you telling you that you can't do something that you won't be able to do something, just being able to turn around and prove them wrong. And then over time, you just start to develop your own understanding of what you're capable of because you see people telling you one thing and you're accomplishing another. And that's just kind of defined for yourself. And so building that for yourself, I think, is something that's so beautiful and something that I have been able to learn over the years. And then lastly, I have fallen in love. Cheesy, I know, but it's definitely beautiful and an experience that I think everyone should have. And now on to some things that I want to do um, just in these next 10 years after experiencing so much in the last 10 and moving on to a new decade, my roaring 20s. I'm not 20 yet, but I'm definitely more than eager to be. Um, I have a lot of accomplishments and most of them are probably or can be deemed as typical, but they're definitely valid and I just wanted to share them. So the first one is, of course, graduating college. It's just the phase of life that I'm in. So I feel like that's my next goal and my next kind of outlook. And I feel like everything kind of starts after that or all my things can fall into place after I graduate college. So that's definitely first and foremost. And then getting into a grad program. I'm kind of at the place where I'm looking at grad schools and what I want to do after graduating undergrad. And so getting into a grad program is something I think is such a big accomplishment and being able to continue my education would be so cool. And then I would also like to 
build good finances and just be able to be financially independent and financially free and having good credit all those things all those good habits i think is definitely cool and important to start young and i think we sometimes think like we don't have much power in doing stuff like that because i'm kind of just like a college student and for the most most part of the year except for this year i don't have like a consistent job and i think it's just kind of in the small habits you build and being frugal or learning how to save here and there and saving what you can and so i do think that the habits start now and you can never be too young to save and so being able to have good finances and have a steady savings is on my to-do list for the next decade and then i would like to run a half marathon um i don't know i don't know why but you know why not um it's like 13 miles i believe just about and the most I've ever run is seven. Um, I kind of run, or if I go on a run, I feel like I have an average of four or five, but 13 definitely seems very daunting, and this will probably be a goal for my later 20s, but definitely my 20s, of course, and I think it'd be just cool to run a half marathon and see what that'd be like. And on the topic of being active and doing crazy things. I think it'd be so cool to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. My uncle, the same one that took me on the safari, he has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and many others, I believe, and he's actually run a marathon, I think, so I need to be talking to him, but I think it'd just be so cool to, even if I don't go all the way to the top, kind of experience the climbing and then sleeping at night and then continuing the next day and just doing something like that while you're young and you don't really have responsibilities and just definitely something on my to-do list, something that'd be fun to even train for. So that is definitely something I would like to do in the next 10 years. I would also love, love, love to go on a solo trip. The reason why I start laughing is because I actually mentioned this to my parents literally just the other day and I was like, yeah, I would love to go on a solo trip. And they were like, both in unison, to where? And my parents always talk about just doing fun things when they were young and just hopping on a bus and experiencing a new city. But they're like, we live in a different age now and you don't know who's around you. And you just don't know. It, it's kind of creepy to be by yourself as a woman. So I don't know how that would be done. But I know there's different travel groups that go as like groups of women and then they go travel to different destinations so maybe something like that for security purposes but I always kind of thought about doing a solo trip in a small town on like the east coast you know definitely my Nicholas Sparks book somewhere that's like a North Carolina beach shore or something I feel like that's where all the books take place in like a small cutesy little town where everyone knows everyone or I would love to go to Banff Canada and it's been such a dream of mine for like the past literally six months but I harp on it so much and if you don't or you haven't heard about it look it up it's beautiful Banff Canada and a youtuber I really like her name is Is Harris she makes like travel vlogs and destination videos and stuff like that and so she actually went there and it's just a beautiful place I saw Banff on like Pinterest or somewhere and then I saw her video and I was like this is confirmation I need to go and so if I could go by myself or with someone, I feel like that'd be so cool. 
and I would just love to go on a solo trip in general, one where I'm actually planning an itinerary, doing stuff by myself, enjoying my own company for like a week or so. Is it possible in this day and age? Probably not, but it would still be really cool to do so. And then I would also like to live in an African country post-grad. I've kind of always gravitated towards doing humanitarian work like in Ghana, Uganda, and then of course I'm from Kenya. So just honestly, any African country, I think they're so beautiful. And once I kind of am older and start traveling more, I would definitely like to start traveling more in Africa. But I would love to live there for a little bit post-grad or even our school has like Fulbright. I bet a lot of schools do too. And just doing like some sort of scholarship or something that you get to go there for a set amount of time and do some work there, like a post-grad study abroad type thing I would love to do in an African country. And I would also like to visit a European country. Um, I love books on like World War II, like historical fiction. I think I mentioned this before, but I love We Were the Lucky Ones, which is a book I read earlier this year. And I also love Between Shades of Grey, which I read originally in middle school and then reread it last year. And they're both just taking place in like Lithuania, um, Estonia, countries like that, that kind of just were part of World War II and all the stuff that went on. And so I'd love to visit those places and kind of just put some experience and some context to the literature that I've read before. And I've always kind of wanted to visit those places after I read these texts. And I think it would just be so interesting to get to understand what people went through such a long time ago. Lastly, I would love, love, love to write a book or two or three. I am definitely interested in writing different kinds of texts like a children's book and a fictional book and even monologues and just stuff like that. And I have a lot of ideas and I've written some things down. It's just a matter of putting it together and adding detail and making it come to life even more, more than an idea, I guess. And I think it'd just be so cool to be an author and to have books out and to just really just put your thoughts to paper. And I've shared before that I think reading is one of the best ways to get to understand someone's experiences and how someone has lived. And even if it's just fictional, being able to dive into someone's imagination and it's just a really unique experience. So I would love to be an author and have some books out. And now we are at the final part of this podcast. Um, This is where I'm just going to share some things that I've learned over these last few 19 years and just going into a new decade, a new era. I know that I will learn so much more and I will gain so many new experiences but I wanted to just end by sharing some things that I've learned thus far and kind of the context behind them and how I came to these conclusions. So here are some pieces of advice from a 19-year-old perspective. Um, First and foremost, I think the biggest thing is that moments are just that. They are moments, and in the present day, when you're experiencing something, when you're going through something, you think it's so significant. And of course, in that moment, it is significant. It feels so large for you, and it's so heavy. But I think in those moments, it's really important to 
just remember that that is going to pass and five years down the road, five months down the road, it'll seem like such a small thing and just such a moment in time. And so even though it feels significant right now and even as you're going through it, it's everything to you. Just remember that one day you'll look back and be like, I can't remember why I let this get to me so much or I can't believe that I just let this hang over my head for so long and it'll just go away and it'll be okay. So always remember that a moment is just a moment in time and it'll pass and it'll be okay. The next one is to not forget the little moments that made your day so beautiful. Um, I think that there's so many little things that go on in our daily lives and at the time you think about it, you're like, that really made my day or that was amazing. Now my day is so much brighter. But then we kind of tend to forget the little things, even though it is the little things that make up the big things. I wanted to share a story that came to mind when I was writing down this point. And it was when I worked at a cafe this past school year. Um, one day I just, it was a Sunday afternoon and it was a good day, I would say. And I just kind of always have a smile on my face, especially in customer service. Like, I'm always smiling. And so I'm smiling. I'm asking this old man, how are you? What can I get you? And we're just talking and having a conversation. He gives me his order and then he's about to walk away, but he was actually the only person in line. So as his drink was being made, he comes back to me and he's like, you know, and also this cafe was in a hospital. So of course, the environment can be kind of, you don't really know what people are going through when they come up to your counter. And so he comes up to me, he's like, you know, everyone in this hospital is just kind of blah, they're kind of just letting the day drag on, kind of just getting through the moments, but that smile on your face really made my day and it really lifted me up. And so I just wanted to say thank you for giving service with a smile and I really appreciate it. And he just was really sweet in how he acknowledged that, how my smile made him feel. And I feel like I really just went to the back office that day and kind of teared up a little bit. And one of my coworkers came up to me. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, that was so sweet. And I just didn't know how to take it. I was like, that is so incredibly nice for someone to just go out of their way to tell you how you made them feel, even if it's a stranger. So that was like a day that just that small moment really made me not only appreciate the environment I'm in, a small cafe in a hospital, but also being able to serve people who might be going through stuff with a smile. And then also just like an old man's kindness to go out of his way to say that my smile made his day. So that was so sweet. And I wanted to share it. <laughs> I also think it's so, so important to learn how to cook for yourself. Um, a lot of people you learn in college can't do some things that you thought people can do, like laundry, cooking, but learning how to cook for yourself, enjoying it. I think it's fun to just prepare a good meal and make it look good, make it look like picturesque. And of course, when you're younger, a lot of people like to eat out and that's kind of just a way to socialize in general. But I found that when I go to my friend's house and we make a meal together and then we sit down and share it and then share stories around the table, I enjoy that kind of environment more than eating out or just sitting at a restaurant. So I definitely enjoy cooking, especially with friends or just trying out new recipes with friends. And I would suggest just learning how to 
make fun meals and try new recipes. My next one is to never let anyone invalidate you, whether that is how you're feeling in a moment. Um, I think it's easy for people to say like, oh, people have it worse, or just people to make you feel like your feelings are small and they're not really adequate. And so just don't let anyone invalidate how you feel. Don't let anyone invalidate what you've been through, what you're experiencing, and also what you're striving for. Again, you know what you're capable of and no one else can tell you otherwise. And I think the same goes for just all feelings across the board and just being able to share those and really allow the people closest to you to resonate with you and listen to you rather than people around you who may invalidate what you're feeling and also in that I think it's really important to learn when not to overshare and this is especially just going into college as a first year you just meet so many new people and you're in a new environment and you kind of feel like you have to share what's going on in your life or someone is talking about them and you have to reply with something you're going through but that is definitely not always the case and you can just be a listening ear, a supportive shoulder, but understanding who you can and cannot share things with I think is really important to identify as a young person and kind of in high school, in your early years of college, moving on past college, I bet it's very important too. I just haven't been in that phase of life yet. So I think it's important to not only let no one invalidate your feelings, but also knowing who to share those feelings with, knowing who to share your experiences with. And that's just so important and it's good to know and learn at a young age. And then I think it's also important to know and identify that you are uniquely beautiful. And so many people will come across with so many different styles, so many different looks. And of course, everyone is beautiful in your own in their own way. But so are you, and you have your style, you know what you like, you know what looks good on you, and you know what kind of hairstyles you like, just all of that. Anything that's physically or emotionally beautiful, I think we have such a different idea of beauty. Of course, that's a whole nother thing, but just knowing that you have your own way of being beautiful, I think is important at a young age, and it's something that I learned, especially kind of recently, I would say, end of high school, I would definitely say that's when I learned that. And then I also think it's important to let go of people and let go of things and let go of situations to just allow your days to be filled with happiness rather than bitterness, of course. To let go of things that once made you so angry so that you can experience joy. And it's okay to go through the motions and it's okay to feel upset over certain things, but holding on to them is a whole nother thing. And I think holding on to grudges is one of the biggest ways we hinder ourselves from being happy. I also think it's so, so important for your well-being, your happiness, everything to listen to your favorite song on replay. Identify those songs that just make you feel like you're gonna go and get the day, snatch it by its tail and conquer it, and whatever those songs are, play them first thing in the morning. Just feel great and blast them in your ears, whatever it takes. Find your good being songs, your happiness songs, and put them on replay. I think it's also very important to know that things never go as planned. And 
of course we are all experiencing that with coronavirus and our plans being pushed aside because of gathering limitations and all of that stuff but just knowing that of course as you're approaching life and college and postgrad and whatever phase of life that you're in there's definitely that timeline um that is expected of us and I actually made an episode about this with my friends Lola and Anna. It was called The Perfect Timeline back when I was at Shepep. So I would definitely listen to that one if you're kind of struggling with just being able to develop your own timeline, your own individual, kind of knowing what you want in the next few years of your life, your five-year, ten-year outlook. And then also understanding that things don't always go as planned and life may not pan out the way you want it to. You might not get into the first, second, or 13th college that you applied to, like me, or you just might go through different phases of life that you didn't expect to go through, or you might experience stuff later than you expected, but that's all okay. And everyone has their own way of living out life, living out their college experience, so you don't have to go along with what anyone else is doing. And also, don't worry on planning it too much because it'll go out and pan out the way it's meant to. Another thing that I have learned and I cannot stress enough is to spend time with your parents. Spend a lot of time with your parents. Understand them. Ask them questions. Get to know what they were like when they were 20 and what they were like before you were around. And I think it's so special to just spend time with them and I've definitely enjoyed doing that, being home for the past three months, something that I haven't done since leaving for college, and just being able to resonate with them in different ways, because of course, every stage of life you've gone through, they've gone through that, and as you get older, you can just share more stories and understand what they've done and been through as well, and they can also give you advice on different things. So just know that your parents know a lot, they've been through a lot, and they're there to help you, so spend time and more time and infinite amount of time with your parents and squeeze out every bit of information and advice and experience that you can from them because they have so much to share. I have also learned that it is so important to stand up for yourself in every single situation, every single time. Just always vouch for yourself. Know where you stand, know your worth, and stand up for yourself every chance that you can. It's something that I haven't really mastered and I've always wanted to and it's not until after the fact that something happens that I realize that I should have stood up for myself but I think it's something that if you develop at a younger age, the younger the better and it's so important to know how to validate yourself when everyone around you is invalidating you. So stand up for yourself, know what you are worth, and don't forget it. And then lastly, give yourself grace. You are going to make mistakes, you're going to go through different things, and you're going to fail sometimes, but it's all just part of your experience. It's all part of how you're going to write your story, and as long as you understand that and you know that it's okay, that part of growing and living life is failing and learning from those failures. So just know that as you live and as you learn, the most important part is that you move on and it's okay. Just give yourself the grace that you would give others. Those were just some things that I've learned by age almost 20 and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope 
you enjoyed hearing about some things that I've done, knowing some things that I want to do, and I hope some of the things that I shared resonated with you. Of course, please leave a comment and a rating or review or send in a voice message on Anchor if you'd like to continue the conversation with me. Um, I'm just looking forward to this new season and I've enjoyed season two with y'all. So thank you so much for listening. I'd love to share a quote before I go. It's by Alice Walker and it reads, look closely at the present you are constructing. It should look like the future you are dreaming. So as you build that future, as you mentally just dream of what you want and know what you need to get there, keep constructing, keep taking the daily steps that you need to get there and know that you'll make mistakes, know that you'll get back up. And it's all about learning as we experience life. So thank you guys for listening to Almost 20 and I'll see you guys next time.